the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network presents Vatican Insider with Joan Lewis. Each week, Joan brings you news from inside the Vatican and the church around the world, as well as interviews and answers to your questions. Now, here's the host of Vatican Insider, Joan Lewis. Welcome to Vatican Insider. Just a line today to tell you that since I'm on vacation, my talented colleagues at EWTN are preparing several episodes of past shows, and we call this the best of Vatican Insider. I hope you enjoy them. I'll be with you in spirit, and please know that wherever I am, I'll be praying for you. Welcome to a really special edition of Vatican Insider. I recorded this interview in Honolulu, Hawaii. On September 13th in Honolulu, I attended the AEF Donor Appreciation Reception. Now, AEF stands for Augustine Educational Foundation. This is an annual dinner that honors those who generously contribute to the mission of AEF of making Catholic education more affordable for families in Hawaii. Bishop Larry was at the event, and he introduced my guest today, Sue Ferrandon, Executive Director of the Augustine um, Educational Foundation. So, Sue, welcome to Vatican Insider. Oh, aloha, Joan. Thank you very much. This is such a pleasure. I love that (laughs) musical word, aloha. It's a thrill for me personally to have you as my guest on the show, because I am still, as we speak, very, very touched by last week's um, reception. That's why I'm here. About your work, about the entire, what the foundation does, and the young people whom we met, they're in my heart forever. The recipients of the AEF scholarships and, and aid. So, first of all, Sue, tell our listeners about the Augustine Educational Foundation, how it came about and the specifics of your work. Sure. Uh, Okay, well, first of all, the Augustine Educational Foundation was founded in 1984 by uh, Monsignor Dan Dever and Bishop Joseph Ferrario, who wanted to make Catholic education more affordable for families in Hawaii because they saw an exit of the religious leading the schools, and they knew that um, it was going to become more expensive. And by more expensive, it'd be less likely to be affordable for families. So really to reach those families that um, still wanted to have a, a faith, uh, faith-filled faith education uh, for their kids and didn't have the financial means to do so. So again, founded in 1984, and since then, it's been just a wild ride of 30 Catholic schools on uh, four islands. And wow. uh, yes, it's wonderful. Our donors are amazing. Some of them have been around since the very, very beginning. There's a wealth of history and love. Exactly. Yes. I just some of the people I met, most of whom were, I mean, it was very, a very brief meeting. But you did touch upon one point that's so important. I had this more or less at the end of my questions for you, but this is a perfect time to bring it up, and that is the fact that with religious uh, exiting education, uh, when I went to grammar school, it was the <laughs> yeah. Dominican nuns in every grade and then some. <laughs> They were replaced by lay teachers in schools, but they had to have a salary that allowed them a cost of living, family and children, and everything right. else. They have a lot more expenses than a convent of, you know, 10 nuns might have. So over the years, when you think about it, the schools that have had to close, the schools that no bishop or, or pastor ever wanted to close. So, a, so I saw the value of a program like you young people, families who would like their kids to go to school, they want the value, they want the education, they're going to get the morals, they're going to get civic values, but 
gosh, we don't have the money. So that's where your work is so amazing. And I know the bishop said that AEF, um, in the month of December, uh, of September, this September, as we speak, we will be distributing well over 1.4 million in scholarships to Hawaii Catholic schools, and they have previously given out over 12 million in scholarships and curriculum grants. And he said this reception, which we all attended, was honoring the donors and thanking the volunteers. So, Sue, at this point, tell us a little bit more about the the donors. Uh, you all mentioned the other night the Kamehameha Schools, the Weinberg Foundation, mm-hmm. and so forth. Sure. Well, first I want to tell you that I love what you said about the sisters, and I want to make sure that I don't discount that we still have a lot of sisters and brothers sure. and religious leaders uh, that are leading some of our schools. So um, they're still there, the, sister, uh, the Sisters of the Sacred Hearts, for example, oh, sure. are, are at Sacred Hearts Academy. They're very much involved. I, I, I wouldn't want them to say that there are no religious. Oh, no, not <laughs> no, right. yeah. And the Franciscans. <laughs> right, Sister exactly. Sister, sister sure. Alicia was at the dinner. Yeah. So... Um, that being said, uh, some of the donors that make up and educational partners is what I like to refer to them because um, the Harry and Jeanette Weinberg Foundation, as you can imagine, um, you would think that they would support only entities that would be Jewish, uh, and they here they are supporting Hawaii Catholic schools. We have two $1 million endowments that we get to give out scholarships from every single wow. year. So it's incredible work, and they help so many of our schools on top of helping us and they do great things in the community. They um, help the elderly and they help the the people that don't often get a lot of attention. Um, They're there to help. Kamehameha Schools is a whole other thing and our partnership started um, really in 2004, I believe. We had this crazy meeting um, down uh, behind Kauaihau Church in Honolulu and it was so welcoming, and they said, we're really a lo- the largest entity of um, schools serving Hawaiian students, other than Kamehameha schools. And they have a lot of resources. So they started this Kipona program, and they had already helped preschool students, but they really wanted to help school-age students. So their uh, involvement, their care, their resources for Hawaiian students in attendance of Catholic, in Catholic schools is astounding. Um, I think I disclosed that too in the brochure of how much money they give out just this year. So yes. it's really triple what we give out to 30 Catholic schools. They give out to um, uh, students that have Hawaiian um, ancestry in their uh, family. So it's for, it's for people that are eligible to apply to Kamehameha. They get that money. Well, and I wish we could even have time to go into history. Yeah. Uh, th- that's one of the things about these interviews. I, I often find myself wanting to go off on a tangent. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the history, the culture of Hawaii. Oh, yes. So everyone who is listening to me right at this moment, please put Hawaii on your bucket list <laughs> for the beauty of the nature. But you know what? The beauty of the people. And, and, the, and the amazing history. So you know, Kamehameha was the king. Yes, well, <laughs> and also, too, it's Bernice Pauahi Bishop and her legacy of wanting to educate right. children in Hawaii. Um, so here I am, a mainland Haole, saying to you that I really value the amazing um, reach that they give our students. Um, right. I, I, uh, I'm in awe of our donors. I mean, I don't know if you met uh, the Dr. and Mrs. Wu from Hilo or Rita Silva from yeah. Maui. We have people coming in to this reception from our neighbor islands. Um, the principal but they also came in. Yeah. Maui was hugely affected by the storm, Absolutely. by the hurricane. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, um, yes, they come. I think I, I try to lure them with good cocktails and poopoos. <laughs> and 
heartfelt. Cocoa, uh, we should explain to oh, like, yes. not appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so, um, and also, too, um, the, uh, the lure is authentic because I really want them to see how grateful these kids are by having people like Brittany speak and share right. that um, really they never met her. They don't know who she mm-hmm. is. They don't know anything about her. And yet she felt their faith. She felt that people believed in her. And that's where our educational partners come in because uh, the PW, she's a PWH scholar right. and she still is in our PWH program. Just because you graduate from high school, you are not, that is not the end. <laughs> we have a VISTA program and um, that goes after. Well, Brittany's starting um, at Chaminade. She's at Chaminade. She's going to go into medicine. I yes. I asked her about that. Yes. You mentioned PWH. Mm-hmm. Explain that to us because we have the PWH scholars and Yes, and, and uh, I would assume that's probably why you're here, because you saw many of them. <laughs> I am here because of them, yes, yes. and your work. Yeah, oh, well, thank you. So um, in 2014, I got a call from a donor that I didn't know, um, and uh, he called me when I was getting an oil change at the Toyota dealer, and he said, hey, what about giving um, a couple of kids a full scholarship? The school had already started at this point, and I said, well, I don't, I don't know, we've never had anybody sponsor one for four years, and you know, but I really kind of come from the school of thought that no isn't in my vocabulary, like, let's see if that can work, what, what did that happen? So my coworker Tanya, I came back and I said, well, what's that possible? She's like, it sounds like a lot of work, <laughs> yeah. but it is literally the best work we've ever been involved with, and um, when you say my scholarship program, my event, it is yeah. never my event. Yeah. All of this is driven by the well, kids. Well, as executive director, you're yeah. the leader. <laughs> well, but, but yes. you have an amazing team. I know the members of the board. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Father Gary Secor, I've known him for years. And yes. A close aide to uh, Bishop Larry Silva. Yes, and they certainly give us permission to do all this. So, uh, again, this donor called, and um, his name is Bob, and he kind of helped us frame this amazing program but what happens when you just throw money at something it doesn't usually work so that first year while I don't want to say it was a failure because we learned so much we said oh we can't just give a kid a scholarship that wasn't in a Catholic school that came had a high level of financial need had some learning deficits and say here you go knock yourself out (laughs) so um, that that next year our donor was so gracious and said why don't we go back to square one and uh, rework this and provide a counselor so not only were they generous enough to give us a scholarship for students and they provided a counselor uh, they put down some criteria like you had to do some community service the counselor had to go on home visits to the families to realize where the student was coming from and the most important thing for the student was a community. They felt like they were outsiders with just as two kids right. in a school. So we got nine kids from three schools and yeah. three counselors. And thus started, that's these people right here. That's the picture. I put them up on my, I have somebody coming. Well, I, I'm lying. I'm not, I don't have somebody coming in. I have my husband coming in to hang pictures later on. <laughs> I told you he's our, uh, our unpaid uh, Augustine employee. And also a, a great artist, as we're going to hear yes. about in a minute, because of uh, you mentioned Brittany, and her story is one of many. The PWH scholarship. Her story was so amazing because here she comes from a single family home. She talked about her, her father, her life, all the stories 
were kids coming from very difficult backgrounds. She didn't even think her father was interested in her scholarship, I mean, in her schoolwork, until she got a report card with some D's and F's. Right. And, um, you know, he wanted to know, what's this? And she said, I didn't think you were interested. But anyway, so she now, I mean, she knew that people believed in her. So they, she came around to believing in herself. And that's the story I hear of so many of your, it is you, it's your team, it's the donors, so many other people that tell these people, yes, you can do it. Right. You are worthwhile. You have talent. We all have different talent. Yours is. So to see these kids so discouraged in themselves become models for, for others, it's just, uh, th that's what struck me on, uh, on the 13th at the reception and what strikes me as we're talking today, the good that is being done for so many kids that could have just been left by the highways and byways. Right. So, uh, like I told you at the reception, um, uh, m many of her, I don't want to make them seem that they're poor. They have um, some obstacles, obviously. Financial need is a requirement. Mm -hmm. They have to have high level sure. of financial need. Um, they usually come from an environment that isn't like a, a Norman Rockwell setting. It's, it's a lot of single parents. We have some parents that are incarcerated. Um, some parents that are non-existent, they're not in the picture. We have some kids that are in foster care, but um, their history and where they come from isn't going to define where they're going. Um, like I told you, many of the foundations want to scoop a lot of the real high academic performers out of the housing projects, yeah. whereas we like to take the kids that have potential. A lot of that was really driven by the PWH Educational Foundation. Sure. So they already knew kind of what we were going to do without us really knowing what we were going to do. So they sort of nudged us along the way, and um, I really want to make note that while it is the, you know, the counselors, and, and like we call them our secret sauce, it's the Holy Spirit. It is faith that, like I said in, our, in my speech, is that you can't, you can't see it, but you can feel it. Like the wind, you know, you, I know these kids um, can feel the woos or the silvas or the dorn bushes or the, you know, all the other families right. that make us whole. But the PWH Educational Foundation was a game changer for us. Because you know what? For 20 years, I've been giving out scholarships, and I didn't know who they were to. We just sort of gave it to the school, and we gave it on need, and here's a number of students. We kind of knew. They'd write nice thank you notes and send in artwork, and we'd pass that on. We know every single one of right. these kids on the wall. This and is their the picture. Yeah, and their families, right. yes. Hi, this is Deacon Dennis Lambert from the Diocese of Phoenix. When we listen to Catholic Radio, we receive encouragement, strength, and most importantly, we receive the truth. Simply put, we need Catholic Radio because we are and we become that which we surround ourselves with. So I encourage you to tune in, inspire up, and to wrap yourselves in the warm arms of faith, life, and love. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more than ever. This is Sandra McDevitt with a Did You Know moment. Do you know why we put St. Anthony Guide, or SAG, on the back of mail? A merchant sailed from Spain to Peru. His wife, not receiving any replies to her letters, had run out of money. Desperate, she placed her letter, this time in the hand of a statue of St. Anthony, begging his intercession. Returning and seeing a letter still there, she complained to the saint, 
when, lo and behold, upon reaching up, several gold coins fell out. It was a letter from her husband. A Franciscan friar had delivered her letter and the reply from her husband. The letter dated July 23, 1729, can still be seen in Aviado. So now you know why we put St. Anthony Guide or SAG on mail. I'm Sandra McDevitt for EWTN Radio. Welcome back to Vatican Insider. Here's Joan Lewis. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Sue Ferrandon, Executive Director in Hawaii of AEF, Augustan Educational Foundation. You know what, what struck me the amazing, were there about a dozen or so students, I think, at the, at the reception the other night, when you first walked into the, the main room, that table filled with those beautiful crosses, and they were all the same size, and they are all made of glass and mosaic work, and then next to each cross was a picture of the student with his name, his or her name, and their message in that cross. So when people tune into my blog, I will show you the cross made by George. Uh, that was the first oh, you got George's. That's I a, love George. That's exactly what. <laughs> did I say that before? <laughs> no, the kids did. When yeah. I went to the table, I said, "No, I'm getting four of these." <laughs> and the first one I picked up, I had seen it as we walked in. It was, to, "Oh, you got George's." So, <laughs> listen, if you told me you got Arnold's or you got Haley's, yeah. those are all St. Yeah. Francis students. Um, uh, all of them were really special. I, because I know their stories. Sure, I, I'm so excited. I feel like that will have. That spirit of well, what you're kids thinking. in a way now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's prepared yeah. me for having a teenager in my house already. So, yeah. um, the, the 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 part of the PWH program is we meet on retreat um, every year. We gather all of the students from uh, from Hilo, uh, St. Francis, Damien, uh, Sacred Hearts Academy, and St. Joseph. So we gather them all together here for four days, and um, we really um, our donor, our PWH Educational Foundation, really likes them doing an exercise in art where they can reflect. And art gives you an expression. Sometimes there's a lot of healing. There's a lot of soul searching. So um, the actual reflections are right here, and they're just absolutely beautiful. Um, the handwriting, I, I type them out at the donor reception because I wouldn't want you to um, try and decide. To try and decide but yeah, they're, they're beautiful. This is a freshman um, at Damien, and they write down, and they had uh, ideas like, what would you like to share with the person that selects your cross? What were you thinking about when you created it? In your words, what does this represent about who you are? Why did you choose these colors? What does this cross or any cross symbol mean to you? And I ask, please be thoughtful when writing this statement. We want our donors to connect with not just your artwork, but who made you. this piece yes. and why. Right. Because, and it wasn't about sales, as I think yeah. you know. It was about sharing um, how they're feeling. And some of them are, are they tear They have to jerkers. be introspective to do this. Yeah, so Brittany was a tear a yeah. jerker, and we could probably do 10 individual <laughs> um, stories today. But you know what, I, all that we have said about this aid, about scholarships, about helping you know students, needy students who do want the Catholic education. Do you know now, is there any similar program in other dioceses? You might only know the West Coast better than any place else, but is there a program that focuses on giving aid to students who want a Catholic 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, the Augustine Educational Foundation, I've been sort of cyber-stalking the Catholic Education Foundation in the Los Angeles Diocese, and they're wonderful. We have been able to call them, as a matter of fact, and have them help us because their resources um, are much larger. They serve a larger community, and um, uh, they do do amazing things there. So, yes, there are a lot of Augustine Educational Foundation-like foundations. However, are there... Uh, organizations that like PWH, uh, I would love to think so. Yeah. And we're so small, we don't necessarily throw it out there. I mean, we have a pwhscholars.org website, which shares a little bit oh, about good. it. We're not really recruiting. Remember, this scholarship is never about having people apply to it. And I'm, I, I date myself with the kids because I say, you got, go- you got Willy Wonka's golden ticket, and they look at me like, who's Willy Wonka? <laughs> yeah. But... Um, uh, there, I, I tell them there had to have been about seven or eight people that thought you were extraordinary and that you had a lot of hope. So hopefully that gives them um, sure. a, a lot of self-esteem building, yeah. knowing that they're worthy of this because mm-hmm. it is about a $100,000 investment sure. with the counseling piece, the academic coach piece, um, the retreats. We have amazing Christmas parties. The kids love being together. They mm-hmm. love their community. And they love giving back. So you notice that they want to support Make-A-Wish. While they're the recipient of a lot of resources, sometimes food stamps, sometimes other mm-hmm. you know, uh, social help uh, network, uh, whether it be subsidized housing, their favorite thing to do is to give back. And you know, I think that's the faith-based education. Sure. I think that's the PWH Educational Foundation really supporting them and giving them... But think an, of the people they can inspire right. throughout their entire lives. Their peers, starting with their peers. Right, um, you know, exactly. Going Ex- into university as uh, as Brittany is and, and so forth. So right. What is your, I think I've sensed it probably in every word you've said, but if you had to define your biggest satisfaction in this job, what is it to Well, I have told people, I, first of all, I love the Augustine Educational Foundation, and we're very much part of PWH um, because... Um, it's myself and Tanya. I don't want to discount. I have a counterpart oh, that is we right there Tanya. with me. Yes, um, she does, she, uh, yes. As a matter of fact, she is. Uh, she ma- manages a lot of the data, a lot of the uh, metrics. We keep track of every single student, every single month, every single thing that worked, that didn't work. We are off of strength-based, um, uh, an idea of working mm-hmm. off of their strengths. But my most satisfying thing is to know that I get to be witness to this. I get to see that. Four years ago, I was begging Brittany, like, let's get you into the yearbook club. Do you want, you know, we can, I'll get you a camera and we'll go take pictures and let's try paddling and let's try something just to keep her on track to not have her feel. Because she really ran the risk of probably, um, you know, getting into Ending up in bad company. Well, and she did end up in bad company. So remember, again, having a full scholarship. That's right. It wasn't until really. Things start, it's like a roulette wheel, which is a terrible analogy with a kid, but like it's sort of you know you find your slot, you find your people, you feel the support, yeah. and then think the momentum of of success, and then things like you know paperwork not being turned in from her parents, so she can't go to our state school. It's yeah. but then then we have shamanad, so we have all these angels on earth, yeah. uh, including including you know the PWH board that says to me, hey. We'll help you fund this, or we'll help you realize this for the kids. They are incredible. They know all of the names of the students just like we do. But um, so you basically, you, the foundation, you transform 
a person, therefore you transform a life. And by doing both of those things, you're going to transform many lives. The lives that Brittany will touch, and George, and, yeah. and the others whose names I don't know. Pick one! <laughs> you know. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This one, uh, yes, she, there was a little girl, um, she broke her arm, and she wrote in her reflection, great uh, I, hope, I hope the person that gets this cross knows that I did this with my left hand. <laughs> so, oh. So, um, that's a great picture. Yes, exactly. And well, if you have a photo like that, too, or something that you can, you have some from the reception, but something like that, you can send me. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, all of those kids, they're incredibly special. <laughs> they're, um, they all come from different walks of life. We have one student in our program that actually a few years ago came from the shelter in Waikiki. Oh, wow. Um, and we were there, and he went up to the admissions director of an all-girls Catholic school and says, I want to go to Catholic school. And she's like, well, I'm, we can't help you uh, at Sacred Hearts Academy, but this is the admissions director from Damien. Yeah. And so he became a quasi-PWH scholar for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and um, this is his freshman year. Wow. So, yeah. So that, yeah. that's a game-changer. That is... Um, that is something that is really... I want to thank you today, really, for your time, because, and my friend Jan, who was with us, and yes. was kind enough to drive me to this very beautiful <laughs> part of paradise. But with so many negative pieces of news coming out today about the church, to have wonderful stories, and there are more wonderful stories than there are negative. Yes. We always want to point that out. But to have wonderful stories about this kind of foundation, your work, these wonderful kids that I wish all of my friends could know. If this was TV, I would have gotten a video <laughs> of, of the other night. But this is, a, this is Sue Ferrandon's story. This is the story of the Augustan Educational Foundation. And I just want to thank you for what you're doing here. And I hope that maybe somebody's listening that's saying, you know, maybe we have to do this in our diocese. So, Sue, heartfelt thanks for for your work, your daily life, what you've done to transform lives, and uh, what you've done to touch my life. I am so, really, really grateful that for the opportunity. And I did want to pass a note on to one of our, from one of our counselors, because um, one of our PWH counselors said to me that it just feels so special that someone thinks that what we're doing is uh, important work. And we can say that to ourselves all the time, but uh, it's really, really nice to feel the validation and just the kindness that you showed me. And I told you it was nice to see a pair of fresh eyes of like, oh, wow, okay, this is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, so thank you. And I hope you got greeted by, um, I, I put our two, our tallest six foot eight uh, Ope. Is that who that was? Yes. Okay. Thank yes, you. yes, exactly. PWH is nice enough to buy him shoes. <laughs> Size 17 and shoes. I hope. Good yes, piece. exactly. He, well, he was just a jewel. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. But, no, a wonderful, memorable evening. And uh, to share this beautiful story is a privilege that I have uh, with my work, believe it or not. So Thank you. I want to close with the words that uh, my mother always signed her emails. She began at age 85. She signed her letters and emails with God sit on your shoulder. Thank you, Joan. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. God bless you and yours. Thank you. Again, thank you. Mahalo. Well, that's it for today, but please come back and join me again next week on Vatican Insider. For more information on these stories or to check out Joan's blog and to ask her a question, go to EWTN.com. That's EWTN.com. Thanks for listening to Vatican Insider on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.